Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth. Welcome to the first Monday in November. If you're listening live, if you're listening to the replay, pretend, work with me here. I, before, literally just before I was hitting record, was saying in my head, lordy, lordy, lordy. And then to rhyme, I feel like I'm 40. And it is the last day I am able to say that, friends. Tomorrow is my 50th birthday, and I just want to have a little bit of fun with it. Earlier today, at the exact same time, I got a text from my mom and my dad separately, and I was like, oh my God, I feel old. They're older. They think it's my birthday today. (laughs) That's what I thought. It was not. That's not what happened. Uh, They misplaced because they said we don't have your new address they don't remember that they do they they put it somewhere else they don't know where they put it I just gave it to them I didn't go into that conversation because why right like I'm losing my mind every single day why even have that debate or make them question it there are some people who like me just admit I'm losing it, right? I lose things lose things 47 times a day. And then there's others who get a little wound up about it and and like want to cling to the, I don't know if it's the youth or the the uh the not declining, right? Like I have just accepted it. My body is not the same, my mind is not the same. That was probably happening before I lost Jim, but you combine age and grief. And that is just a whole recipe for uh, emotional and mental (laughs) decline of its own. It's a separate episode, but Lordy, 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 I was feeling like I'm 40. It's just been mentally tiring. I'm doing a hundred things. I keep having all of these ideas. I think people who work with me <laughs> have, have adjusted, but get a little bit tired of my, um, oh, here's another one. Like, let's do this too. When we're in the middle of things that aren't complete yet. And then I have another to me, great idea <laughs> that we have to start now. Um, and has to happen right when like The other things haven't even either started or finished or both. (laughs) So no wonder my brain, like my brain is old, older in not even 24 hours, depending on when you're listening. I was born in the middle of the night. I didn't wait until morning. It was three something a.m. So depending on what coast you're in and when you're listening, could be any minute that it is my actual birthday. And again, If it's a replay, pretend with me, work with me. I want to talk today about things I mention all the time. Sometimes we don't need to prove to others 
that something is correct. It's more that we need to prove it to ourselves. I have now been here almost 10 years, essentially 10 years. I didn't officially leave Michigan, pack my belongings, take Sassy and move to Colorado with Jim until January of 2014. But I was here in November with him more of the time than I was not. Um, And so for 10 years, I have been talking about the one thing that Michigan has better than Colorado. And we still have so far to go in the entire world of mental health care. But mental health care in Michigan, the Midwest, is just light years ahead of what it is here. And yet, I find myself saying things, having little conversations, like I am continuing to prove it to myself. I will bookmark news articles. I will ask people who are from here, which is a rarity. I meet more people who have moved here than those that are born here. But I will continue to gather the data because it's like I just am still in disbelief that it is this bad. It is bad. It is a mess. And no one's ever going to hear me. I'm going to get on boards. I have joined organizations. It's bad. It is just the things that are commonplace in other places are not heard of. People do not. It is not a concept. A psychologist in the schools, having someone to talk to when you are feeling run down, emotional, anxious on any day, okay? On any day. We are living in a world of school shootings, mass shootings, bomb threats. Like I grew up having to do tornado drills, stop, drop, and roll. We are going through things that that, that if it, even if it doesn't happen, In Colorado, the statistics, the numbers for false, fake threats is up there. I don't remember if it's number three in the country, whatever it is. These students and their parents are still experiencing the same traumatic after effects as those who have been through an actual shooting, and I'm not minimizing the actual loss and grief that people have had, but the post-traumatic stress, the nightmares, the anxiety, people in these lockdowns don't know that it's not real. They're not, their phones are shut down. They are not allowed to contact their friends, parents, anyone. Their parents can't know that they're safe, right? And then even if they're given, uh, you know, even if, even if the school is compassionate and gives them the next day or maybe two to get over it, to have some time to recover, that's what they get. Maybe, maybe 
in these situations, they have brought someone in for people to sit around in a circle and talk about crisis. And then they have to go back in the same buildings, in the same hallways that they had these lockdowns. That's it. That Then that's it. So these after effects, there's no treatment. There's no counselors in the building. Like not only did I work with the schools in Michigan, many, many, many in Oakland and Wayne County with what I was scheduled to do and be there for, they also called me if there was a crisis. Why? Because there was a crisis and they needed more hands on deck or they needed someone trained in what there was a crisis for. Here, I've been banging my head against the wall, going into schools, connecting with people, sending emails that are not returned, making phone calls that are not returned, not kidding, not making this up 10 years. Serious, no joke. And so like, why are we surprised? Friday, and why am I talking about it again and again and again and again and proving to myself that I'm not wrong? Like what evidence do I need and why? I need help. I need more of you to bitch and moan with me. Why am I the only one? Why am I having an event here? I could do it just virtually. I could do it in Michigan where I know, you know, where I'm from and there's more compassion and support because something needs to happen. Something needs to change. Quite frankly, I need to piss someone off. Like, help me. What needs to happen? So Friday, I know I'm rambling, but there was a stabbing. And again, last year, not even a year ago, but last school year, if you're in Colorado, I don't even know if anybody's listening because nothing's changing, but there was a shooting in Denver East High School of a police officer going through, student going through the metal detector, was having his bag searched, had a gun. Why was there a metal detector? Why was he being searched? This was somebody who they already had their eyes on. It was somebody troubled who had a background that they were already worried about, right? Why wasn't more done? Why aren't there more people in place? Why aren't we bringing in more people? Why are we turning away the ones like me who knock at the doors? Why? I'm why am I the only I can't be the only one asking, but why are the people like me the only ones riled up about it? Why are people like me the only ones talking about the impact on the brain, on the amygdala? I am not the scientific person who should be the one talking about those things, but when there is a stabbing on Friday, 72 hours ago, and this was again in Denver at George Washington High School, again, it was somebody they were watching. Why aren't we doing more? In Michigan, again, the schools work in collaboration, not just with mental health professionals, with police 
who the police work in collaboration with mental health professionals. We all know that we need each other's expertise, right? I have zero expertise in the criminal brain. I posted about something like this, um, uh, you know, that my one of my mentors said to me, welcome to the club, that as you grow and get more successful, it blows my mind the things that other people think and do and say, you know, the competitive or the threatened, the jealous, like, and I say this with clients, even though I have over 25 years experience, the criminal brain, like the deceptive brain, the things that people think and do, I see it, I know it, I work with it and I work with the people who are impacted by it but my brain still doesn't get how that brain works. My brain doesn't work that way, right? I collaborate with people. I I cheer people on, right? But other brains don't work that way. Other brains target people. Other brains act against. Other brains hurt people. So why I need to interact with police who will see something threatening that I might not, I absolutely might not. I'm going to see the good in the person, right? I'm going to see the problems that led to it. They are going to see something criminal. They absolutely aren't going to see the anxiety. They might, they might react to something that they think is behavioral where I can recognize emotional. We need each other. We need to work together and collaborate. Here, this does not happen. I don't understand. Where are you? If you're listening, what is it like in your city state? Does it differ? Is the entire state, because this is all of Colorado, and I'm going to continue in a minute, but is it, you know, Michigan, all of Michigan, Northern Michigan, Michigan as a whole, Still needs work, but Michigan as a whole is better, much better than Colorado, right? Is is California as a whole one way or is Northern Colorado, California different than Southern? I want to know. Sam at SamanthaRuth.com. Comment in, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment in the show notes. I want to know, do we all need to be interacting on our city level or is it state? Because Colorado, it is state. It needs to be handled at the state level. I had a client really, really down, really struggling, wanting a little bit more help than what was working, you know, asking. What if I need to take this to the next level? There are times that people say, I, I might need to go inpatient, right? They know they are struggling. I handled this the way I would have handled it in Michigan. We were sent away. We were told there, there, there's just not enough beds available. There's not enough support available. You're better off uh, going home and calling doctors you know to get medication adjustments this is this is what professional doctors not nurses not emt like the mds in 
emergency rooms in Denver, Colorado. For real. That's one story I heard in the last five days since the last episode. Other so I just over and over anytime I interact with a client or someone who is from here that I ask about their experience with mental health here. Someone from California referred to me because they made however many phone calls looking and looking and looking and just happened to be talking to a friend who knew me and said, I know somebody who will call you back at least. And even if you don't like her, she'll help you find someone. There is problems in this world. Jim and I prided ourselves both on the fact that, yes, we all deserve time off. And when I am away from my phone, I am away from my phone, but I will return a message. There are some messages that can't wait until Monday or business hours. What field are you in and why are you in it? And if you're not doing what needs to be done, then who can you send it to who will? And how can it get done the right way? This is serious stuff. These are people's lives. People are overdosing. Maybe they are reaching out for help. Maybe they did call. And maybe no one called them back. I hear this with substance abuse. I hear this with grief. I hear this with depression. I hear this with thoughts of suicide and self-harm. So our statistic all over the place are awful. And we are part of the problem. Providers return your phone calls. And if you can't get an assistant, figure out a way to route it somewhere. So someone will shame on you, right? It's not Michigan is great. It's maybe the people working there are. Maybe, maybe they care more and go into the field for the right reasons. I don't know what it is. But why are you going into what you're working with? And why are you doing your job? I've been dealing with some teachers and principals that I am banging my head against the wall saying, why are these people working with kids? Like, why am I having to say some of the things I'm having to say? These are human beings, but not just human beings, little people, little-minded children who don't even have adult minds yet. Think about what you're doing and why and who it affects. People are grieving. People are dealing with either, think of who you're working with, addiction, depression. Why are people calling you? Listen to the voicemail. If somebody's dealing with substance abuse, what do you think they're going to do if you don't return the call? Use, possibly overdose. If they're reaching out, they're asking for help. That's a huge step. That's a huge step. It's not easy to ask for help. Return the call or find someone who will and bring them in. And if you don't know how to, I get it. I have had so many of the wrong people on my team. It is not easy. If you're working at a place that says you're not allowed to return the call, fight back. What in the world? I worked at one of those places and I broke the rules and I left. These are people's lives. These are the stories I'm reading. A 16-year-old that they knew had problems 
stabbed. Okay, we can be preventing these things if we handle, if there's, I am not talking about breaking curfew and breaking, you know, rules that that are just saying, I don't give a shit, pardon my French. I'm not talking about being defiant and disregarding rules for the hell of it that, that belong there. But if you can't return a phone call that could save someone's life, come on. Why? Let's change the rules. I have someone who left a position to get on the board to change the rules because the rules, maybe they've been there for too long. Maybe the people making them have been there too long. What can we do? Maybe you think you're one person and you can't do much. Returning a phone call is much. That makes a huge difference in someone's life. That could be someone's life. Whether you're listening live or not to the replay, Healing Together Through the Holidays, December 2nd through the 8th, live in Fort Collins, virtual, any and everywhere. Even if you can't watch, the the uh, the, the talks will be recorded. You can get the Zoom recordings. You can watch them whenever you want. To me, the holiday season is... When I was most grieving in the thick of it, by the way, grief doesn't end. I'm still grieving. Uh, was the holiday season like went all the way through Valentine's Day. So you'll have access to all of this through then. Uh, so register, sign up so you'll have the link so you can watch it whenever it's convenient for you. So you can go back and look at it when you need it. If you're listening live tomorrow, November 7th, Election day happens often in my life. I am going to making a making going to be making a humongous, huge announcement connected to the event, healing together through the holidays. But tune in. I will put the link in the notes. It will be live everywhere: YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, any and everywhere. You don't want to miss it. It is a big deal. I again, um. Like Jim is so proud of me, but this is like, I feel like it's just all of this stuff that's happening right now is big. It's for him. It's with him. You don't want to miss it. I'm so, so proud. So again, you only turn 50 once. I'm doing all of this stuff because I'm honoring him and because Grief is not temporary. It doesn't end. You can't tell by looking out there who is still struggling. And anyone who has dealt with loss is because it comes and it goes and you never know when. It can be a song. It can be a street sign. You just don't know what might trigger it and bring it back up. And if you haven't dealt with it, you will. We will all know and 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 lose someone that we love more than once in this lifetime. And we also have people we love that will go through it. So healing together through the holidays is about providing support during the, the most difficult time during the holidays when everyone is celebrating and no one is acknowledging the fact that there's all these other people who are struggling invisibly and the world 
ignores and and just doesn't even acknowledge grief as a topic. And the fact that National Grief Awareness Week falls in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, December 2nd through the 8th, is it just that isn't lost on me. Why are we invisible? How can everyone hurting even get the help they need if it's not talked about, if people don't know it exists? So special live tomorrow, November 7th on my 50th birthday, tune in Healing Together Through the Holidays during National Grief Awareness Week, December 2nd through the 8th. Register so you can get all of the content. Such amazing speakers who are sharing their magic with you, but sharing their time with me because they know how big of a deal this is. Sponsored by Marriott in Fort Collins. That's where uh, speakers from out of town traveling from all over, coming in from all over because they care about me, because they care about this cause. Um, And Fort Collins of United Way, is where we will be speaking at. You can come for a day. You can come for all of the days. You can come have a book signed by all of the speakers. So many of the speakers are international bestsellers. So many things that we we will be sharing with you to help you move through your grief, to give you resources, to let you know that you're not invisible and that we can get through it better together. And... You will have this community to help you through that always, even when the event is over. Thank you so much for being a part of my community and my healing and my journey. And until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week. 